Konnichiwa. And hey, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. Welcome to Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo, our love of sumo, our love of the wrestlers, yes. and this week, the, the Spring, spring Bosh Show. We are going to talk all about the Spring Bosh Show and which wrestlers we cannot wait to see. But first, how a global health scare will affect the spring tournament. Yes. Newsflash. Newsflash. Okay. So I think last... Last week, we talked about the coronavirus. And by the way, we've been talking about coronavirus for a while now. But it does seem a little bit important to talk about it, especially in the sumo world, because with this boss show coming up, uh, the world is in this coronavirus panic. Maybe we should say right here that this is the, the spring boss show dates are March 2020. Just in case someone is listening to this later and they're thinking, what in the world are they talking about? This is what is happening currently, March of 2020. Yes, this is true. The fear as of late has been that the March Ba show is in jeopardy of being canceled completely yes. due to the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah, March 2020. Yeah. And the tournaments March 8th through the 22nd. And so it's... Obviously, a hot topic. Uh, people are very concerned about it, and for good reason. But I think and hope that the show will go on, but it just kind of depends on a current amount of coronavirus cases in Japan. Mm -hmm. And they definitely have had cases, multiple cases. Yeah, lots of cases. Well, yeah. And the worry is that this thing that's six times a year, a basho, it just rarely ever gets canceled or postponed. And there's a lot of money on the line. There are a lot of tickets. There is a lot of ads for television that are sold. And so there's a lot on the line with this. And so the Japanese Sumo Association probably encouraged from the prime minister and the Japanese government that there has been a uh, mass <laughs> cancellation of all events in Japan all over to kind of keep the coronavirus at bay. Uh, with one person sick, um, you can kind of see just how dangerous that would be. Yeah, that could do some mass damage. Many people predict that it will go ahead, but we just don't exactly know how it will go ahead. Uh, it's a little bit up in the air, but I do have the real answer for oh, you. Oh, please and I will tell, tell you in a few minutes, oh, but I will you're say make me wait. I will say many schools and sporting functions have already been canceled in Japan. In Japan. Yeah. And so I can kind of see it going the way that way, but I don't exactly know how. Let's talk about the history of the Osaka tournament. Oh, yeah. I would really like to know more about this. Okay. I'm going to set it up and it's just close your eyes. <laughs> okay. and just kind of imagine. I'm going to breathe deep. Perfect. As the cherry blossoms are just beginning to bloom Ooh. in the spring or haru, Basho, as we like to say in Osaka. It's a port city that sits on the Seto Inland Sea. And in the olden days, Osaka was, it was a powerhouse of trade due to it being situated amongst many conjoining waterways that empty into the sea. Are you still calm? I am loving this. Yes, I can hear <laughs> chimes in the background. Little I'm seeing floral trees. Mm -hmm. And little babbling brooks. Yes, and birds flying okay. around. Well, the Sumo Spring Tournament sold 170,000 tickets in 50 minutes. 5-0. 
<laughs> how many seats? You may not know the answer to this, but I do many... know the answer. Oh, oh, <laughs> how many seats are in that arena? Oh, I don't know exactly, <laughs> but <laughs> I think gotcha. it's around it's around uh, ten thousand, I believe, a day because this was one hundred and seventy thousand over fifteen days. So divide fifteen into seventeen, and you get probably ten point two or something like that. I love the math that you're doing so quickly in your head. I wasn't great in school in many things, but I do have a little bit of a, a math thing. Cut to somebody out there as a mathematician is like, she's way off. <laughs> but I believe it's like 10.2. Yeah, 10,000, over 10,000 But people. you're saying they almost sold no, out? In they, 50? they sold out. They sold out every ticket in less for, than an hour. Yeah, for every day of the tournament, 15 days. That's how popular sumo is that amongst the Japanese, as okay. well as foreigners. So that's just the tip of the iceberg there. Just how much is on the line with this tournament that's or, coming up. Or maybe they just want to go to that place that's so calm yes. and walk next to the rivers and hear the babbling brooks and see the trees in bloom and then watch their sumo match. And when they watch that tournament, it starts on March 8th and goes through the 22nd. It's 15 days and it's at the Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium. Now, I've gone to a, a Basho, but if anybody has not been to a Basho, it's kind of a cool day. You can get there whenever you want. It's really at your leisure. Uh, you can get there early in the morning. Not early. It's not like it starts at 6 a.m. But the lower ranked wrestlers start earlier in the day. And as the day goes on, mm -hmm. that's when the bigger fish start to fry. Okay. I like that. Bigger fish start to fry. <laughs> they start to sizzle somewhere around 3.30 or 3.45. That's when the makauchi doyo iri begins. And that's the ring entering ceremony when all of the wrestlers, including the Yokozuna, present their ceremony rituals. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you watch on TV, you'll see usually it's replays of the earlier bouts and it looks like hardly anyone is in the stadium. Right. There's just a few people here and there watching. Mm -hmm. But then once you get to the big guys, the big fish, every seat looks like it's taken. Yeah. You definitely want to make sure you're there by the top division when they start. So yeah, it is like you, you do buy a ticket for the whole day. You can see all of it. But I can't understand how a solid six to seven hours of watching sumo might, might be a long day. Yeah. But people eat and they talk and they chat and they kind of watch a little sumo. And then people get serious and it starts to get a lot quieter later in the day before okay. the big uh, the big tournament begins. But... But, but dun, dun, dun. will this tournament even happen? Why wouldn't it happen, Leslie? We have this thing called the coronavirus. Um, yes. And which started in China, we believe, and has moved to Japan. Oh, and Italy and in the United Italy, States. It's yes. all over. It it's is a, kind of all over now. So how do you think that it's gonna affect this bout? This oh, I shouldn't say bout, this tournament. It's going to affect it. In a huge way, and I'll explain. Let me give you a little backstory on the Haru Basho. It was canceled in 2011. There was an ongoing, well, it wasn't fully canceled. At the time, there was an ongoing investigation into match fixing. Have you heard about match fixing? I actually read about sumo? this in Freakonomics. There's a book oh. called Freakonomics of uh -huh. Sumo. I've heard. Uh, and they talked about this very thing. Yes. Well, it was quite a scandal, and supposedly why people would throw matches had to do with whether or not they would be promoted or not. And 
just to reiterate, wrestlers get injured a lot. And if you're not a Yokozuna and you get injured, you have the possibility of losing your rank, which means you're everything, everything you fought for. So supposedly behind the scenes, there was a lot of there was a lot of cash being thrown back and forth. Will you throw this match so this wrestler can maintain his rank and vice versa? I think it seemed to benefit certain people, uh, but they were doing something majorly illegal. But this is way back in 2011. It's not happening now. I certainly hope not. Okay, so it wasn't officially fully canceled, but what they did is they still had the matches, but they had no prize money. Oh, so they didn't win anything. No. Okay, but all the people were still there. I don't all know the about spectators. if the people were, I imagine. But that that is a big deal. I mean, cheating in any sort of pro sports is a big deal. Cheating, I mean, remember the deflated football, Brady yeah, Gate? Brady I Gates. mean, huge, huge deal. And then the stealing of the baseball signs, like that was yep. a recent story. Mm-hmm. I mean, any sort of cheating in professional sports is bad. Mm-hmm. And they basically just wanted to keep the Basho going just so they could double check to make sure that people were really fighting and they're not you know, throwing their matches. So yeah. it was still held, but nobody made any money. Okay. Okay. So still held. Nobody made any money. That was in 2011. But then. Oh, gosh, there's more. And in 1946. <laughs> you're like, this is like shocking to an encyclopedia, you guys. <laughs> but wait, there's more. But there's more. It's a little Scooby-Doo. It is. Uh, but wait. No, uh, in 1946, after World War II, Japan was devastated. So they did not have tournaments then. I'm not sure if they had all six or if they just didn't have one or two. But I know that they had one that was behind closed doors uh, and it was only for World War II veterans. So I thought that was interesting. So, so so basically they have a tournament unless there is a war going on. Yeah, these people compete. Like, no matter what, these right. tournaments go on. Until? Until. Will we, will we have a Basho or will we not? Please say we will. We will. Oh, thank you. We will have a Basho, but this is the kicker. There's going to be nobody in the arena. And see, this is so weird to me. Yeah. So there will just be wrestlers and there will be, I'm guessing, the Gyoji. Yeah, the Gyoji. Right? The referees. There's and, a, and surely the, there's got to be TV crews. Yes, because, because it will be televised. Okay, if it's still going to be televised so the rest of us can watch at home, are they going to have it in the arena or someplace else? I believe in the arena. So in the arena, just every seat will be empty. Mm-hmm. That is going to be so wacky. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting starting this podcast, having our listeners listen to us talk <laughs> about the tournaments. And how amazing and, and how amazing, it is to watch. Yeah, because the crowd is so much a part of it. You know, if a Yokozuna gets beat, everyone throws their cushions that they sit on all over. I know, the, but see, now we get to imagine all these like Japanese people sitting at home getting excited and throwing their couch cushions up in the air and like hitting lamps in their own bedrooms and let's things like hope. that. <laughs> let's hope that that's what's happening. It's going to be like watching the Super Bowl in an empty arena. It's yeah. Very or, strange. Or... Like the NBA finals and no one's in the stands. Yeah. Or or the Byron Nelson and no one's on the golf course. We could go on forever, <laughs> but, but you get it. Yeah, you get it. I mean, that's weird. It's very weird. I'm so thankful we're still going to get it unless here's another kicker. This is what Wikipedia said, and I believe everything from Wikipedia. 
is that um, the tournament will be broadcast, but it will be canceled if any wrestler is found to have contracted the coronavirus. But how how can they tell? I mean, they're going to be taking temperatures. Supposedly, you can get coronavirus before you show a temperature. I have no idea. I am an encyclopedia about some things, but the coronavirus, <laughs> definitely not. I'm just washing my hands yeah, and yeah. But hoping for the best. It will be interesting if they get partway through this Basho and then somebody tests positive for it and they just cancel the rest of the run or they just... I don't know. I they don't would know. have to. They would have to. It would be irresponsible if they didn't. If they didn't. Yeah, I have a feeling... That what's happening right now is they're watching them like hawks. Probably. And they're taking their temperature every day and seeing if any of them are showing any signs. And then they're moving them away from the rest of the wrestlers. But, you know, when they're backstage, uh, backstage, I don't know what you call backstage (laughs) of a sumo wrestling tournament, but backstage, they're all in a big room together, I think. So yeah, or two rooms or two rooms in the the West. And are they going to be allowed to bring their entourage? I mean, surely they would have to because they're going to need help getting in and other belts. So, I mean, they can say it's only going to be a few people in the arena, but it's still going to be a host of people supporting these guys, just not so many spectators. Exactly. I think it's going to be strange for sure, but, you know, I'm just glad there's a tournament. We'll just take it one day at a time. Okay. But I'm sure that there'll there will be some pretty exciting things, despite the fact that it will be dead silent. <laughs> Maybe it'll be think of let's uh spin positive on this and be like, we're lucky we get to see this in an unusual format. Maybe closer to how it feels or sounds in their stable. You know, all the things that normally get drowned out by mm-hmm. a crowd. Maybe we'll get to hear more grunts and I don't know what they do when they wrestle. Maybe they whistle. Who knows? Who knows? We'll, but we'll be able to really hear the slaps of bodies and things like that in a whole new way. But I will tell you, if you do want to follow this in any sumo tournament day by day, let me recommend another podcast. Okay. There is a podcast out there called Sumo Mayanichi. Oh, they they're do great. A daily podcast during the Basho which is very commendable. That takes a lot of commitment to do this Mm -hmm. every single day. Um, So if you want a day-by-day breakdown, please look them up. They do a great job. And the two people that do it are both from Australia. So you get some really wonderful Australian accents at the same time. So it's a double win. Oh, absolutely. I've listened to their podcast and it's obviously different than ours, but I totally love their style and the way they explain it and the way they break down the matches. So um, you can always listen in for them on a daily. Should we talk about the last Basho? Or is there anything else you want to talk about? No, let's talk about it. Okay. The last Basho was in January 2020. And this will just be a real quick review before we get to this next one. Uh, In the last Basho, both Yokozuna went out really early. So no one had any idea who was going to come out the winner of that tournament. It made for a very exciting tournament because it could have gone to just about anybody. Lots of guys were in the running. Shocker of all shockers, the guy in very last place kept winning his bouts. Everybody doubted him the entire time. Uh, Everybody expected the higher ranked guys to take him out. I doubted him. We all did. Every commentator. I shouldn't have. I I felt bad about it. I mean, we were both like, there's no way. There's no way this guy who's Magashira 16 is going to win. No way. He kept winning against all. 
all odds. It was amazing. Tokoshoryu, he, when he won, broke into tears of joy or tears of grief or tears of respect. Well, it, it was, was a, a little bit things. of both because yeah. he did that for his stable master who recently who had, had just, passed away. Yeah, just passed. So it was that a really week, sweet, sweet moment. Yes. Heartbreaking. And when this big man broke into big, big man tears. Which they don't in sumo. I know. They just aren't showing a lot of emotion a lot of the time because they're not supposed to but that's why it was such a wonderful moment is you got to see just how much it meant to took a shore you and the rest of the world watching sumo melted into a big huge crying puddle along with him when he cried he was the story of the last tournament oh yeah big time is there anything else you want to add about that last tournament nothing other than it was just a surprise from start to finish it really was. It always pains me a little bit when the Yokozunas bow out, you know, if they have to within two or three matches. And I think this was one where they lost. Didn't Hakaho lose? Well, yeah. Remember back? Endo beat both of them in the last oh, Basha. Right. Endo beat both Yokozuna. And the Yokozuna went out, each saying they had health issues. But I think, you know, that's the common thing they say when they go out early. Yeah, you're not allowed to lose if you're not up to par, if you're not performing as you should. Yeah. So whether they did it for that reason or whether their bodies are really hurting, as they said, who knows? They were definitely out early and it made for some very exciting and interesting sumo last time. Mm-hmm. And I think if this Basho goes forward, we will have more interesting and exciting sumo. The rankings came out last Sunday mm-hmm. and joy of all joys, both Yokozuna are back. Yay! Uh, we can just assume that they're both healthy. I haven't heard anything about health scares with either one of them. They Hakuho- bowed out pretty early in the last tournament. So, so they should be well rested. They got an extra week and a half of rest. Yes, they did. And they do say that Hakaho is the one Yokozuna who doesn't spend as much time training as all the other wrestlers. He spends most of his training time healing from his injuries. Well, you know, he it served can him well because the guy has 43 grand championships to his name, which is far and above anybody else. So whatever he's doing on his training and rest regimen is working just Keep going. He's Hakaho. the goat, as they say. Yeah. The goat. Greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. I know the hip terms. That's the goat. So, uh, <laughs> Hakaho on the east, Kakaru on the west. Kakaru has won six grand championships. So, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, this tournament, he is a Yokozuna Ozeki rank. Explain that to me. Yeah. We only have one Ozeki this time. That's not usual. We normally at least have two. Yes. The rules actually say you have to have two at all times. So when you only have one and they're not ready to bump somebody up to that Ozeki rank, as I understand, they'll have, if they have this, a second Yokozuna, they'll have a double rank, a Yokozuna Ozeki rank. I think that's only happened maybe once or twice in the history. uh, History Yeah, I actually looked it up. First time they've used that rank in 38 years, according to Wikipedia. Again, (laughs) thank God for Wikipedia. (laughs) Uh, Hakaho, I guess... You know, you just never know what to expect from Hakaho. He's great at throws. He flips people over with ease. He's great on the belt. He, uh, gosh, he can do really fast sumo. He can do slow, methodical sumo. He can. Just, He's multi-talented. He can do it all. He can. He really can. 
Hakaho just has a lot of tools in his toolbox. Yes. And you never know if the hammer's coming out, the wrench is coming out, or the whip. Or, or the measuring tape. You yeah. just never know. You just never know, because he's got a lot of things he can fall back on, okay? Which is what makes him so amazing. Okay, I'm not going to get carried away. Uh, Kakaru, he, I, you know, when I watch him wrestle, he just seems like a solid sumo wrestler. Like, he's not flashy. No. He's, Mm-mm. uh dependable absolutely and he takes his time and he just gets done what needs to happen i always think people underestimate him because hakaho is so flashy and he does win all the time people may not give that much credit to kakaru but he is so fierce it's funny because i don't think of him as fierce i just think of him as solid you know like like a big tree in your backyard that's not gonna move like a strong oak yeah like a big monster truck <laughs> that's like sitting in the driveway that's ready to go and will run over you when it needs to. Yeah, it doesn't have flashy lights. It doesn't yes. have like the flames on the side. Yes. It's just like an average maroon color monster truck. But it can do all the work yeah. that needs to happen. You just don't think it's going to be able to do it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you see where I'm going with I this. see. I okay. see. So that's our Yokozuna, our Ozeki, our only Ozeki. We expected this one, Takakesho. Mm-hmm. He has one one grand championship and that's great he is the mighty pusher thruster he's this if you're not familiar with Takakesho, he's this little bitty round man and he just throws punches with his arms out in front and he just keeps moving forward with those hands and those throws until his opponent is out of the ring yeah everyone's been toasted by him you you just you just get burnt do you like my breakfast Analogies, toast, burnt. How's how's this for an analogy? It's like someone opens a door and a gale force (laughs) wind comes flying in through the door and knocks you over backwards. That's what Takakesho is doing. You know, it's like clear and just we need to be watching some sumo real soon because (laughs) we might be going a little stir crazy without actual matches here soon. So, okay, so those are the top three. Um, The rank under that. Sekiwaki, and here we have Asanoyama and Shodai. Mm-hmm. Both of these guys have been steadily climbing up the ranks. Both seem to be getting stronger and faster. Do you have Absolutely. anything you want to say about those guys? No, other than that's the that's the truth of it. I think Asanoyama is somebody who will be an Ozeki if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. He has that uh, trajectory. Shodai's great too, but he has struggled. He's been up and down and up and down and up and down a little bit more. The next rank under Sekiwaki is Komosubi. And here we have Hokuto Fuji and Endo. Mm, the dreamboat Endo. Um, uh, my dreamboat, Hokuto Fuji. I have to just say, I have a real love for sumo wrestlers who are balding. He is so fun to watch getting ready for his matches because he goes through this elaborate ritual of like slapping himself, slapping his his arms and legs and face. He's like a bull. Like he's like, like a a bull. What is he like? That was more a horse, but (laughs) you get it. You get you get it. No, but he gets he's just downright angry. And I, he slaps his body and he I think I think of it more like somebody desperately trying to wake up after a long night's sleep. Like he's slugging himself across his face. I could just like see him looking at himself in the mirror in the morning, going, Wake up! Wake up! That's pretty much what he does. I it guess. works for him. It does. 
But beyond that, he has been fighting at the Magashir 1, Magashir 2, Komosubi rank for a while, and he's been doing really well. So I'm really interested to see what sort of sumo he presents at this next Basho. And Endo, yeah, tell us about Pretty Boy Endo. He is considered the handsome pants of the arena. He is good looking. He has tiny pants. Very, very tiny pants. (laughs) I think he's quite handsome. But no one thought as of late that he was a huge contender. I think his just massive popularity had to do with the fact that he looks like a sumo wrestler. He's handsome at the same time. And he's good. And he's good. But this last match, boy, did he turn it on. Right? Yeah, when he beat both Yokozuna. Yeah. I think that was a real surprise. They were like, pretty boy. Well, I think he was surprised too. And that look on his face after he beat them was kind of like, nanner. What's nanner? Like, nanner, nanner, nanner. But not not taunting like that. But like, I just did it. Nanner. Sort of. I don't know if I've ever heard that in my life, but I'm glad. (laughs) I know know that now. I'm glad. So I, I don't have much else to say about him, but besides he keeps surprising me and he's handsome. He's very, very popular, but he seems like somebody who could also make a real a real stab at this at this U show win. Yeah. Well, I'd love to see him go up in the ranks too. He's been fighting at the Megashira two, Komasubi, Megashira one, Komasubi spot, just kind of flipping back and forth amidst those mm-hmm. for the last few tournaments. So uh, I'll be excited to see what he does this time. Uh, in Maigashira 1, we have Daesho, who I just need to pay more attention to. I don't, I like when I, th- when I was prepping these notes, I was like, I can't think of anything to talk about with Daesho. And then I thought, oh, that's sad. I need to pay more attention to Daesho. He is consistently in the upper ranks. He's just always seems to be a Maigashira. So he's definitely there. And the other Maigashira 1 is Takayasu, who yes. who I'm uh, sad to say has been Ozeki. He will now forever be known as former, former Ozeki. Ozeki Takayasu. They do that to, uh, who's the other one? Kota Shogiku? Uh, Tochinoshin. Well, yeah, Tochinoshin. He's down even lower. Yeah. But he's still in it. He's still in the game. That guy's never going down. He's like, I don't care if I'm a Jurio. I will still be competing. He loves to compete, you can tell. Do you have anything else to say about Takayasu? Surely you do. This, because he's my sheer one. Well, he's number one in my heart. And he will always be number one in your heart. What do you want me to say? I don't want you to say any. I guess I want you to cry. Oh, I cry. no, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> well, it's mainly because he has a fiance and they're getting married and they're happily in love. And it's. Oh, the, maybe that's why his rank is going down, because he no longer feels like fighting. Maybe you know he's what? like the world is all love and roses and I have a beautiful wife. Can we cue that babbling brook? Yes. Okay, uh, who else are we watching this tournament? Um, I will be watching Enho, definitely, who is continuing his climb up the ranks and is now at Maigashira 4. He was at Maigashira 6, then 5, now 4. I just think it's exciting when he wins or loses, because if he wins, he's often in this really crazy deep squat, me and my thing with deep squats. He's often 
fighting like a 400-pound guy from the deepest squat you could possibly imagine. And he's moving quickly around their legs at the same time. It's crazy exciting to watch. And when he loses, I'm usually afraid for his inner thighs ever since that time. Remember that bout? I don't even remember who he was fighting, but they he pushed him down. He rolled over his knee. No, 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 not that one. It's the oh. one where his opponent pushed him into the splits. Oh, It was yes. like slow motion center splits that his sumo wrestler pushed him down into. And I was like, oh my God, his legs are going to pop off. But they didn't because he has crazy, crazy flexibility. Yes. That guy, to me, is the bravest guy in the ring. If you think about it, of all of the guys that go in there with maybe like the biggest heart, it has to be him. You would have quit by now if you're 5'6 and 218 and the guys you're going up against are 6'4 and they're over 300, 400 pounds. What incredible will do you have to have to be like you know what i'm going i'm going for this i mean doing it again wow he's inspiring yes he is so i'll be watching him i'll also be watching tokushoryu because he jumped from uh last place magashira 16 in the last tournament to magashira 2 which is a ginormous jump in ranking that's so unusual well it is but i think they have to do it when you win when you win the whole tournament, I think they got to take you up a bunch from the bottom. Well, that'll uh, be interesting because then he doesn't he start out fighting much higher ranked wrestlers. Yes, yes, he does. So he may have a very difficult run this time. Not to say he can't beat those people. He did last time. But when you start day one, that's the difference. You have to be on your game. Those big losses up front hurt. It's really hard to get your Kachi Koshi when you have six losses. It's still possible, but that means that for the rest of the tournament, you have to win every single match. That's hard to do. Yep. So I'm really excited. Will he continue to dominate or not? We'll see. Um, I am also watching Terutsuyoshi, Mm. the other small little bitty rikishi. Um, Will he... Oh, see, here's a question. Will he throw two pounds of salt when there's no audience around? Well, I would think so. I don't know why he would not, since that seems to be his jam. He loves to throw the salt. Well, I wonder, I always wonder, you know, these warm ups and things that wrestlers do, are they for them? Are they for their fans in the audience? And how will their preparation differ? Yeah, because in the people in the audience, in the stable, they don't do that. I wouldn't think so. I they mean, don't maybe have 15 Hakta minutes Fuji of... slaps himself at the stable before every fight. Maybe he does. But I would assume that's for us fans. Yeah, I think a lot of it is for us. You know what we should do? We should answer some questions from some listeners. Okay. I have a few questions today that I thought were kind of delightful. Just a few. Okay, this first one comes from Heather McKinney, and she asks, do they wear underwear beneath the wrestler uniform? And uh, it's actually called a mawashi, which a lot of people don't know. That's the loincloth that they wear. And the answer to that is they do not wear underwear underneath all of that. It would have to be like the teeniest, tiniest of little G-strings if they did. But here's the thing. So we know that there's nothing underneath there because it's wrapped by their assistants and the cloth is like super, super, super long. It, they're wrapped in there. They, those guys shouldn't go anywhere. But if at any moment someone loses their mawashi 
and shows their dangly bits to an arena or millions of people watching, they are immediately disqualified. So there's your answer for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nothing underneath. I heard it happen once. I don't know what it was. I should look I should look into that. The day that I lost my Mawashi. It should be a book. It should be. If the not, whoever that happened still. to, I so hope they write a book because yeah. I would buy that book. I would too. The day I lost my Mawashi. Yep. Okay. So Nate Starkey of Los Angeles, California, he writes, what is the life expectancy of a sumo wrestler? And that's a great question, Nate. Mm-hmm. From what I can tell, the average age of life expectancy in Japan is about 83, 84 years old. The sumo wrestler has about 10 years less than that on average. And it basically has to do with the diet that they're on, but most of it is what they do to their bodies. Their training regime is so hard on a body. Yeah, it's very extreme. Yeah. And combine that with the food intake for so many years, that is, that's just a lot of stress on anybody's body. And I don't even think you would even... It would even be a crazy idea to just think about the the stress and the pressure mentally of what it takes to be a sumo wrestler. That would also weigh on you. Oh, I see. That could shorten your life. I would think so. I would think so. Each day you're reminded as you get up where you are in the hierarchy of sumo and what you're aiming for. And if you don't get it for all those years, you know, moving up, that has got to be so, so, so hard. Do you think it's also carrying that much extra weight? Oh, absolutely. For that many years, that could just, you know, it's just harder to move around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no expert, but that sounds about right. Okay. Last question here from Lauren Stripling Brody of New York City. She asks, once they retire, do they usually drop a bunch of weight? I'd say, I'd say, yeah. Yeah. Looks like they do. Yeah. It may not happen immediately. Some of them decide that they're going to become stable masters and they when you're a stable master, you eat, you live, everything you do is at the stable. So you probably have a similar life in many ways if you do decide to stay in the stable. So you probably would keep on weight. Plus, you might still get in the ring and get physical. But I do notice when I look at some of the older wrestlers that have now become stable masters, a lot of them have lost weight. So I I think they definitely I I would think you can't keep up with that food intake if you aren't working out like a sumo wrestler. So you got to make a change in your life or that would be really hard to maintain. Yeah. There were so many other good questions. I hope I get to them next time. Yeah. Thank you for all your questions. That is our style of sumo at Sumo Kaboom. We'll be coming to you hopefully mid-basho for our next episode. Or if we're inspired before. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) With rundowns of our favorite fights and much, much more. So please come back for that and for more info on the sport we love. Join us online. Join us on social media. Connect up with us. Comment. Ask us questions like these folks did today. Yes, we love your questions. Yes, and we love looking up your answers, too. If we don't know an answer, we'll find someone else who does. So until then... I'm Laurie. And I'm Leslie. And this has been Sumo Sumo Kaboom. Kaboom. Thanks for listening. Sayonara. See y'all later.